Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Before we start our very first episode of Indie Thinker with Reed Uberman Season 2, I wanted to share some exciting new things that you can expect in the new year. In Season 2, we're reformatting some things. I've really been thinking about some ways to, to switch it up a little bit, and so I think these things are going to be a game changer. For example, we have a brand new schedule with all new content for you to enjoy. Every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m., we'll be offering you a redemptive news and information show that's been formatted in a really unique way that you won't be able to find anywhere else on any other podcast. Our goal is that the show will inform you, leave you feeling inspired, rather than depressed and lied to, which is kind of the typical feeling that you get from the legacy media when you watch them. And, and we'll continue our guest shows uh, with one exception. We're moving them to Sundays and they're gonna happen a little bit more periodically rather than every week like they have been happening in season one. So that's why you need to subscribe, click the bell to be notified when new episodes become available so that you know, don't miss a single bit of this good content. So in honor of this new schedule and a new year and our second season, we have a very special season opener to kick it all off. So thanks so much for watching and for being a part of it. It's 2022, and we're starting with a brand new episode of Indie Thinker, but this one's a special one. It's Indie Thinker with Reed Huberman and friends. You're about to make the jump from the echo chamber into free and independent thought on the subjects of culture, causes, politics, and faith. We're gonna have a lot of fun talking about current events today from a faith perspective, and we'll get into why we think that's important in a moment, but I first wanna introduce our friends here today. So sitting to my left is Josh Stanifer. What's up, Josh? What's going on, Reed? Happy to be here. I'm excited about all the fun stuff we're gonna be talking about. Well, I guess it's not fun. It'll be, we're gonna have fun, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's kinda, of, you know, yeah. some of the current events are sad. There's deep stuff to talk about, but I think we need to make light of it too. The one thing that, uh, I guess I try to strive for uh, on this podcast is to not take myself too seriously because we may be the only people doing that and then no one's listening. So I think we need sure. to have a little bit of fun with that uh, and we will. We'll have a lot of fun looking back on 2021 and looking ahead to 2022. Um, so I'm glad you could be here to do that. By the way, Absolutely. Josh was on an episode before with us um, on an Indie Thinker Roundtable where we were talking about Afghanistan. So you can go back and check that episode out. Also to Josh's left is a brand new face. This is Spencer Stewart. Hey, what's going on, guys? In the flesh. I am the absolute normalist of normal person with conspiracy theories. <laughs> so it's Alex Jones, yes. but your I neighbor. apologize. I apologize in advance for any Alex Jonesing that I may do today. No, not at all. That's why we brought you on, so that we could make you the person that gets fact-checked. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have your tinfoil hat? Or? <laughs> no, it's uh, worse than that. But, by the way, Josh does a really good uh, Alex Jones. Hey, listen here. No, <laughs> it's, it's the frogs, okay? The frogs! That's no. coffee, Josh. That's coffee, Josh. Right, I coffee. So, um, before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, uh, what did you guys do over the break? Anything interesting? Nothing. No, you did nothing? I, we traveled, I, that's it. I was going to say, we spent a lot of time with family, traveling, you know, having fun with the kids. This was our first Christmas where we actually stayed home. Feels good, right? And did Christmas Day just with, like, our you know wife and kids and then her family came over my wife's and then we traveled for new year's to see mine but it was totally different to like have christmas in the house yeah because we're always the people that travel so it was different yeah i always think it's interesting to fight with your relatives after christmas rather than before so i think that's, that's a good strategy <laughs> yeah it adds some spice to new year's you know <laughs> it, it kind of like new year's is like the redheaded stepchild to christmas that's true, true. That's but when true. you do it that way you spice it up yeah you know? we, we didn't really have anything uh spectacular um we were looking forward to some potential fireworks um during the holiday season 
um, due to COVID um, beliefs. But honestly, I tested all those out and I hugged everyone. <laughs> so, um, and are you you're still alive? One hundred percent. And um, even those that probably didn't want to get a hug got a hug. And I mean. They probably Let didn't believe what they thought here. they believed. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> We're testing everyone's faith these days. All right, well, cool. Well, uh, the, the first thing I want to do before we jump into actually kind of some of the headlines we're going to be talking about is I want to lay down a groundwork for why we're doing what we're doing here today, since this is our first time doing it, uh, especially for those of you guys who are watching or listening. The reason we're doing this is because, uh, simply put, we believe that as our culture moves further and further to the left and further and further, typically alongside of that, away from God, that the one thing that needs to happen more than ever before is that there needs to be a Christian voice speaking into what's going on in our nation. And and, and there's some people who I still think resist that. Um, and, and this is what I would say, is if there's anybody that questions whether or not we should just be merely... Uh, occupying ourselves with religious-natured conversations, I would say this, is that all truth is God's truth. And then the other thing I would say is this, is that the original definition of the word disciple, we've kind of lost this. The word disciple actually means to be learner. So what that means is that once you've become a Christian, you take that next step in your faith to become a disciple, and then what that means is you're taking a lifelong journey of learning what it means to be a Christian. And the way, one of the best ways to do that is to reflect upon what it means to be a Christian in every area of life. If we truly believe that all truth is God's truth, then we need to investigate everything that's going on in our world and then reflect on that as much as we possibly can from a faith-based perspective so that we can come away with a deeper and more robust Christian worldview. So my hope is that even if you're not a Christian, that that you will consider some of the conversations that we have here today, and then if you are a Christian, that you will become a little bit more involved with engaging the culture, engaging what's going on in the world, and not retreating to the church as kind of a backup position for sure. uh, of safety, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that, we can, so that we can actually move the conversation forward that's happening on a national level, but also to among ourselves as believers in a deeper way to show that Jesus is uh, important for every aspect of life. Right. So it's my hope that we'll we'll do that today. We'll have a little bit of fun, but then we'll also try to provide maybe a faith perspective, since we're all um, men of faith, uh, a faith perspective on some of these things. So uh, let's jump into some headlines. So throughout the podcast today, we're going to be looking at what to expect in 2022. So let's look at what we can expect from pedophiles in 2022. Oh, so let's geez. talk about <laughs> Jelaine Maxwell. Ghislaine. Ghislaine. So she just recently was indicted on all accounts, and so now she's facing 65 years in prison. And from all accounts, from everything that we're hearing, is that this trial is now kind of just beginning. Well, the trial's over, but Ghislaine is just kind of like what we have to do with her. We're just at the beginning of that, because now, since she's got 65 years, and I think she's what? How old is she? While you're looking that up, I've got to I've got to make she's mention of this. She's 60 years old, by the way. Yeah, I thought it was 60 or 70. Okay, so she's 60. Yeah, this is a huge milestone. She's made it to trial. <laughs> yeah. Okay, she's yeah. made she, it to she, trial. She, and was found guilty. Indicted, found guilty. Correct. It's done. Correct. They got her. I just had to make mention of that. But I mean, that's good point. And let's a, let's roll the tape back just a little bit, just as to ooh. just to uh, let people know, uh, in case they don't know. Uh, Jelaine Maxwell was the co-worker, uh, lifelong, uh, life friend, partner, life partner of 
Jeffrey Epstein, who uh, Jeffrey Epstein of Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself fame, who had the uh, exotic private island that was uh, a place where he would go to uh, coordinate sexual liaisons, uh, specifically with underage girls and then high profile people is the is the belief. So um, and then uh, just Jelaine Maxwell uh, was so Epstein didn't make it to trial. Jelaine did, and she was indicted on all counts and then got 65 years for for what she did. It's heavy, but her brother is already getting out ahead of this because he came out and he said that she's not going to flip. That, hey, you know... Please don't kill my sister. Yeah, she's not gonna flip on anybody. Like, yeah, like he's, he's, <laughs> please don't kill. Um, it leads to the world. Please don't hush my sister like you hushed. Um, yeah, p- possibly allegedly hushed um, her boyfriend. I don't know. I I I, I find it. Um, she is in a situation where um, her life is at risk, regardless whether she flips or not, mm-hmm. because she is the loose end. She is the loose baggage. Um, for the elites that um, that haven't been exposed yet, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of uh, and I and here's my tinfoil hat situation is I believe that this situation because the more I read, the more I looked, the more I watched, um, the deeper it goes. And hey, this person, this person, they rub shoulders with the, this person, and um, and even uh, I won't, I'll, I'll I'll hold back that comment. I'll, I'll wait till later. We're, we'll get into some more. But but basically, either way, if she reveals names, she's dead. If she doesn't, she's dead. Bottom line is she's got life imprisonment if if she doesn't. So Do you, what what is what does she lose um, in one aspect? But what does she gain? What, it, the trial's over. Like there's no well, plea bargaining. If she would have had, it, I think she would have already used that that card. Yeah. Well. If if she got killed, if they murked her, is that a little too on the nose? Like after getting Jeffrey, like, I don't think so. To come back and get her too, I don't like, think so. Wouldn't people just be like, bro, oh. suicide watch? Tried to kill himself once. He came off. Yeah, he tried to kill himself a second time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then was being watched by two prison guards who just happened not to be watching him while he was on suicide watch, uh, with cameras that happened not to work. He left off one little part too. Before that. When they brought him back in, they removed his cellmate. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's been some conversation uh, uh, that allegedly that gentleman was um, wanted for murder. His celly was wanted for murder, prior police officer, and that he possibly roughed him up or attempted to kill so him. So that's why he was that's some, That's talk. But imagine how much, how much would have, in prison period, how much would it have cost to pay somebody to kill a, a pedophile? We know... Um, Historically, a pedophilia is not accepted by anybody in except prison. except uh, regular population people in 2022 at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But prisoners don't accept it. But in our society currently, we do. It, yeah. I don't know why that is, but that's that's the way it is. So Epstein's plane was called the Lolita Express. Correct. And then, you know, of course, you have Orgy Island, where the controversy there. But you could go to Epstein Black, Epstein'sBlackBook.com and literally search... Every per- it has the actual black book on there, mm-hmm. and you could search names. It's okay, got, it's got everyone in so there. So let us jump into some of those names. So um, a lot of people, uh, some of the people that have been brought up first and foremost, uh, well, in relation to Jeffrey Epstein, Jelaine Maxwell, 
and uh, I'm probably butchering her name every Galane. time. Galane, whatever. Miss Maxwell. Um, but, you know, at this point, she, can, she deserves to have her she, name Prisoner yes. Maxwell. Yeah, there you go. Inmate. <laughs> yeah, so, it, so let's talk about the people that were associated with Orgy Island. So uh, the first one, the big profile name that's coming up is uh, Prince Andrew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you it's haven't awful. watched the interview with the BBC yet, please go and watch this interview. It is your uncle getting grilled by your aunt who ate the last donut. Okay. It is the most uncomfortable. Um, I would say sweaty, but you need to look that up too. Um, he talks about not sweating. You guys, you got <laughs> We had a chat earlier about this. It's, it's, it's all in there. But you got to talk about it now. So oh, what okay, is, okay. Okay. And just for context, the reason sorry, why I I'm chuckled sorry. when he brought up Prince Andrew <laughs> is because I knew you were about to say this, and I knew you were going to say something about sweating. So people sweating. are going to think I'm just like this heartless guy <laughs> laughing at this tragedy. But so, so apparently, um, Prince Andrew, um, with his interactions with one of the the alleged victims, um, he was told to have been uh, sweating profusely. Um, now, Prince Andrew goes back and says, well, that's impossible because at that time I had a medical condition due to my prior service in the Falklands War. He kind of tags that because he's supposed to be a big hero in the Falklands War. So he said, I had a condition because of that. I don't know if it's PTSD or what. I didn't go into that. I didn't look into that. I'm not going to lie. But he um, did say that he could not sweat at that time. So it couldn't have been me have been because him. I couldn't sweat at that time. But now I'm on therapy and now I can sweat. That's literally if the sweat don't defense. fit. You must have quit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that I mean that's uh, that is a poor defense if I if I have to say so Isn't myself. It sad. What like you can just find an attorney to come up with some BS like <laughs> tell that. him you don't sweat, yeah, yeah, please. Come send, on, send man. Me, yeah. <laughs> send me a check and we'll come up with some crap for you to say. I mean that is, I didn't uh, exercise in 2009. It couldn't have been me. <laughs> That's the worst. I was totally overweight. Yeah. All right. So let me just throw this in here. So Prince Andrew was is the Duke of York, is a member of the British royal family. Um, I'll throw up a picture right now of our buddy Prince Andrew with a 17-year-old girl at the time. Yes. And also you'll see Ghislaine Maxwell in the background. Um, so the girl that was in the picture with the prince... Um, it was revealed just recently that in 2009 there was a settlement where yes. she was given $500,000 by Epstein. So this is before... Um, Virginia Roberts was the name. Mm -hmm. Correct. It's yeah, changed so, since. So she, she reached a settlement. Um, and then the other... I, I want to throw this important fact out there too. Uh, Bill Clinton took, um, and this is according to an article from CNN, uh, Jeffrey Epstein pilot testified in court at the Jelaine Maxwell case uh, trial that uh, that... Bill Clinton was on the private jet of Jeffrey Epstein four times uh, that he could recall. Um, now, he did say, just so that we know, he did say that nothing, he didn't see anything on the, the plane, didn't see any sexual activity or anything mm -hmm. like that, and that he was freely able to roam around the cabin. But it, it, suffice to say, there were four trips with President Bill Clinton on that jet with Jeffrey Epstein. That's what's crazy is there's a lot of people that did have interactions with him post- Mm -hmm. conviction now the everyone i'm going to say right now that is not necessarily that but some of the high profile ones are clinton um president trump yep. uh bill gates um andrew prince andrew they were talking about there was even he helped funnel uh and hide a donation um from bill from bill gates to mit mm. and like literally um you know the guy that was running it basically came out and said hey um 
we have nothing to do with Epstein, yada, yada, yada. Well, emails come out, and he's like, hey, this is a $2 million donation uh, from Bill Gates via Epstein. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, and it, like, he outlines, like, how to hide Epstein from the donation, all this stuff. So it's just crazy yeah. how he's connected to everything. Like, for example, okay, you were talking about this earlier. L Brand CEO. Um, here's the crazy thing about Epstein. A little, oops, a little side note is no one knows who his clients were. Yeah, like he never talked. And about he kind of has some shady backstory about how he actually made money. Right. There, it's like this constant, like, what did he do? Like, yeah. what was the yeah. real thing? So the only documented client, according to the story I read, was um, the former CEO of L Brands, and his name is Lex Wexner, and I believe it said he paid him. $50 million in consulting mm-hmm. fees between 2012 and 2017, well after, well after the conviction and correct, everything. Correct, correct. This is just, that's insane. And this, that's, this is why this is important here, because we can kind of flip this to, to uh, not to close out the conversation, but to kind of get a redemptive point. One of the reasons, I knew, yeah. One of the reasons we're talking about this is because here's the thing that we have to start doing is we have got to quit believing stuff at face value and we have got to start looking into things and start investigating them because like what consultant makes 50 million dollars you know, i mean yeah you yeah. know what's crazy is i believe and someone can flame me on the internet no it is him um epstein had like the most beautiful apartment in manhattan yeah. on the outside on the, one of his residents i don't know if it's the one in florida or wherever but it was super creepy he had like a chick hanging from a chandelier like just really weird stuff, but um, Wexner gave him that property. Mm. He transferred it for zero dollars, which it's like the most expensive yeah. property yeah. they have. Now he's America. either the best Person. consultant that has ever existed, so it's like Jesus and then Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein, which we know is not true, um, or that money is going to something else, say yeah. Yeah. pedophilia and yeah. securing underage girls. For yeah. sex. Okay, well, let's on. let's just step back. There's just to say this. Um, this is not to cast uh, any aspersions toward the pilot, but just to tell the story as it is. So the pilot said he didn't see anything. Like in the many years that he worked for Epstein, uh, that everything was above board, all that stuff. But in this same CNN article, and by the way, we link all of our sources um, in the description of these podcasts, so you can go and you can check all you want and uh, just kind of reaffirm these things. But he said when he was under oath on. Uh, that also that Jeffrey Epstein had paid for his daughter's Correct. college, had paid for a, land, a piece of land for him mm. to build a house. I'll fly you anywhere you want to go, Reed, right now, <laughs> <laughs> as long as you pay my daughter's so he, tuition. So he had, he had some incentives, in all fairness, Correct. That, Correct. and he testified to that. This is where it gets even crazier. So when I was researching, Business Insider did an article on this, and, okay, so... Epstein gets in trouble, um, and it was previously reported by Business Insider, actually, that um, Secretary Acosta, at the time, you know, before that, he was, he's the former Secretary of Labor, Alexander Acosta. Um, he worked with, actually, uh, Epstein's legal team to arrange a plea deal after Epstein was charged in 2007, and it says that, you know, in the story that he had enough evidence to put him away yeah. to request a life Correct. sentence. Correct. He goes, and instead he reportedly met with one of Epstein's lawyers who happened to be a former colleague of Acosta, and they got a plea deal for 13 months. Here's where it gets even crazier. Yeah. Fast forward to 2019, 
he tweets the crimes committed by Acosta tweets the crimes committed by Epstein are horrific, and I'm pleased that New York prosecutors are moving forward with the case based on new evidence. That's that's July 9th, 2019. July 12th, he resigned. Wow. <laughs> that happens time and time again of people connected with this guy. I, I agree, and that's where my conspiracy theory um, hack hits. Um, you you mentioned the that instead of a life sentence, he got 13 months. Literally, yeah. On top of that 13 months, he was put in... Instead of state prison, he was put in a county prison. So it's Palm Beach County Prison and on a segregated wing of that prison. And allegedly, he spent as much as 12 hours a day outside of the facility. He was allowed, yeah, they document here, he was allowed to leave six days a week to work in his office. Six days a week. There's only seven <laughs> days. There's only seven <laughs> days, folks. That means he was only at by jail less, for a yes, whole day. Let's count. Um, but, but they said, um, one article I read um, said that allegedly he was being picked up as early as like 7.15 in the morning and dropped off as late as 11 p.m. That sounds really tough. Yeah. As for, for a child predator. So a child predator wouldn't have been put in that wing. Child predator wouldn't have been allowed out. But yet he gets, instead of life, he gets 13 months and then gets just a slap on the wrist literally for this yeah so so one of the things we're going to do is uh throughout this we're for every headline we're going to look forward to 2022 so this uh this isn't over yet so a lot of people believe and you can see this in in the articles linked below that uh what's going to happen next is so she got the sentence but what happens next is now she starts flipping um unless her brother is correct and she's not going to flip and she's just going to take it on the chin so we'll see uh but needless to say so the question becomes who's next if she does flip if she does start naming names about people because we saw this on the internet and this was kind of fact check as lacking context which basically means that it's true um <laughs> it's that fake there's news, all okay. these ceos that retired um or gave up their positions on a certain mm -hmm. day um right before this trial was about to um, either come uh into fruition or before the the indictment was laid down um so uh so the question is is so we've got a couple names Right, and uh, and we want to do this really, really quick. What do we think will happen with uh, What do we think will happen with our buddy Prince Andrew? Um, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, he's got to be next, don't you feel like? Well, it, it, it's um, it, the latest revelation is that you know that two thousand nine payment. Well, but the attempt they said the to buy her off. Right, the argument his too his broad. side was making was that well, I'm implied. As like being, you know, the additional parties or whatever, and he's unnamed. It. By the way, he's right. he is unnamed. It's just a royal person, but yet he's the one in the trial. Just so you guys mm -hmm. know. And well, he's in that settlement. He's citing that even though I'm not named, I'm considered like additional parties or whatever. But now, like that, that's their argument for why like nothing can happen to him because there's been a settlement with her. But I feel like he's it's so much in the news. Yeah. That it, someone's going to fall on the sword here out of yeah. this group. Yeah. And people will want one. Yeah. And I think he's going to be the guy they get. Is he? So he'll be the fall guy. Okay. Yeah. So what? Okay. So then let's move on to the next one. Uh, Bill Gates. So, um, and now for integrity's sake, not because I'm afraid to say anything because I think Bill Gates' people will kill me. Uh, but <laughs> Which is possible. For, yeah, for integrity's sake, he, he is watching, though, by the way. Um, he's eyes, eyes everywhere. Um, for integrity's oh, sake, watching. I want to mention this, but also say 
We don't know if there's any correlation here, but Bill Gates has been named as a person who has worked, as we've already mentioned, uh, with Jeffrey Epstein and sort of mm-hmm. connection with him. Um, and shortly before this trial took place, a couple months in August of 2021, Bill Gates and his wife separated. So all all I'm saying is, is that when we become discerning viewers of what's going on in the world, we have to draw connections. And if we see smoke, then we may have to there recognize could be fire. fire. Well, Bill Gates... First of all, have you guys ever read about like his divorce? Like one Mm-mm. of the stories they say Mm-mm. was that one of his requests was that he got to spend one week in a year with like his ex girlfriend, yes. yes, alone, yes. like that, I like during that. his yes. marriage. That was like one of his actual things. That's but called a hall pass, literally. <laughs> and that's called uh, uh, adultery. I, yes, hall pass slash adultery slash not a Christian thing to do. Yeah, right. Okay. Well. And here's the thing. But that he's not, so. He also, <laughs> Bill Gates, though, it came out, he had a big sex scandal at Microsoft. Right. Uh, yes, yes. Like, you know, like literally sending inappropriate emails. So we we like deductive reasoning. Yes. We have someone that has a pattern of behavior here, literally has a sex scandal at the company he founded, is hanging out with Epstein, there's clearly a pattern of behavior here. Now, whether he actually was part of a sex trafficking ring, no, I guess we might not ever know. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely weird, like yeah. how he's connected to Epstein. How he also like, I mean, Bill Gates disappeared from work in a Porsche to meet women. That's a headline yeah. from the Daily Mail. Like this dude had some serious, some st- yeah, he some weird a, sexual he may be a stuff sex going fiend on of some sort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think um, as um, which, by the way, clearly could have never happened until he made his money that was what i was going to say so so ladies um we need you to comment in the comment section if you find bill gates attractive (laughs) if he wasn't rich that's what we're looking at a picture of him in fact i'll put it up right now i'm looking at a picture of bill gates and we need to talk about that frog once again because that's i'm getting images of yeah and and to kind of clarify on the bill gates thing um in his um, words. He was basically on a quest to get a, a Nobel Peace Prize. So he approached Epstein to um, use Epstein's connections yes. to get money, he even though he, he was one of the, the richest people in the world. He said, for I, philanthropy. I lent credit, I lent my name to Epstein because I, I was essentially chasing money for, you know, to make the world a better place. And, and again, why does he need to go to Epstein to get the money? This was he was a weird one. He was one that um, I felt was more nefarious because all of his um, interactions were after the convictions, mm-hmm. clearly cut after the convictions. So you know this dude's a felon. You're the, one of the richest people in the world. Why are you dealing with this guy? Yep. Um, and, and please tell me that greed doesn't overcome your mind to this degree. Yep. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's do Bill Clinton. We already talked about him, so let's just hey, do him real quick. I'll just. <laughs> hey. Welcome to hey, Arkansas. <laughs> Look at that blue dress. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jeff had that picture of me. It's so funny. <laughs> it's not good when they got my picture. Jessica Ketter, that old boy. Um, Why don't you clean your laundry, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Oh, let's man. just okay, let so the cat has, out of the bag. He has a history of. Uh, I was a good boy. Inappropriate Hillary. sexual interactions. Bill does what? Yes, he does. And um, uh, and and he had, as we said, four trips on the plane. And that we he know of. has a connection. Yeah, there could be more. And uh, has a connection with the island. They've been to the island before. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, maybe he'll be named or maybe just the Clintons will kill off everybody who comes their path. So the last one is this. Is uh, I wanted to say this for last just in case you boys wanted to duke it out. Uh, Donald Trump was also... Uh, fake news right now, okay? This is fake news. <laughs> Donald okay. Trump was named. Hey, buddy. And then 
Let, I'm going to pull up for you real quick what Donald Trump said about uh, uh, about Jeffrey Epstein. He's a loser. Okay, so, by the way, what I'm about to read to you sounds exactly like Donald Trump. I've known Jeff for 15 years. You know, you should you should read this. Okay, like, yeah, do please the, do that in your okay, voice. Do better, better Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. Listen, okay, I've known Jeff for 15 years. Okay, he's a terrific guy. All right. He's he's a lot of fun to be with. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. Okay. And many of them are on the younger side. All right. <laughs> okay. That's a so, good, now, clarify I, the time. 2002. 2002. So that's pre conviction. This, this is prior to. Like, 01 is when they started the investigation, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that's West, I, Be- West well, Palm Beach um, police. All, the, all that proves is. But look, first of all, let me say this. And this is almost in defense of Trump. Um, Fantastic. Trump has never met somebody that likes him that he won't absolutely adore. So, but then then the other thing is if, let's be honest, if a Democrat, if somebody on the left said he likes girls on the younger side, we'd be like, oh my God. Well, and and this is- Pearl clutchers. Well, listen, (laughs) this is up to, this is before the PC wave where like you could publish this story. Was it in the Times? It was New York Magazine. Or New York Magazine, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where they're like, Oh, we can run this. Not a big deal. It's yeah. Donald Trump. Like, oh, it's okay. Now, like, that would just be nuclear, right? Yeah. It'd just be yeah. the end of the world. Former President Trump. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not just that. What he's saying is the sensibilities have changed, and that is true. I agree. Over kind of like the way of we like, say things. Like being able to say that. Like, you know, like someone coming out and saying that. Like the fact they printed that and in that story, they don't beat him up about it. They're just like, yeah. Trump said this about him. And then they continue the story like Correct. that was just a normal. That was just a comment. Yeah. yeah I'm, ass- I'm assuming they're assuming that when he says younger, we're talking like. 20 year olds, late 20 year olds, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like 18 and a half. They're, they're, they, I think they realized <laughs> that. R. Kelly. <laughs> it's implied that, he, yeah, he's not R. Kellying them. Like, um, mm. they're, they're implying that they're of age, at least. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so the, the Trump thing's interesting because Trump, you know, the, they're boys for a minute or whatever. Yeah. And then I think, is it 07? He kicks them out of Mar-a-Lago. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact date, um, but at certain that would be good to look up. But uh, but apparently he hit on um, Epstein hit on a friend's daughter, which is just that to me is the the most damaging evidence of it all right there. Like, um, and and, and here's the next thing. So in those um, in that arena, that money that so elite two thousand four. Okay, so, he, so that's prior to conviction. So he punts him in 2004? So he says that what he says in 2002, two years later, he's getting rid of him for doing what a lot of people would accuse Donald Trump yeah. for being a part of based upon that statement. Yeah. And and it's... Um, so so I, I, I don't... Um, I never want to be the person that... Um, there's a huge thing right now where people are putting Trump on a pedestal that he's going to be the savior, that he's going to come back and he's going right. to save the union, he's going to save the world, um, but mainly the, the United States. Like, 100%. What? If there's one well, thing, Jesus is white. We know this. 100%. If I can get anything and across, that if, if anybody hears anything that <laughs> I orange. say in this, that Trump is not the savior, Trump is not the Messiah, and when you put that much faith into one person, you're, not only your heart's going to be broken, but that you're you're replacing your faith and your trust into someone that will fail you. And that doesn't matter if it's a pastor, a president, yeah. period. It's been more like, I was cool with him. He hit on that uh, he screwed the daughter up of somebody. I kicked him out, and I have yeah. nothing to do with him anymore yeah. kind of thing. And so that's that's the one thing I know, and I could be totally wrong with that, I agree. but I don't I agree. feel like I read Trump denying a fr- like some kind of, yeah. like whether it be acquaintance or whatever, yeah. to him. 
Whereas other people, and it's all like, you know, like Clinton and some of these other CEOs that came out and said, oh, I had nothing to do with them. And then they find out and then a lot of them started to resign. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what I found interesting on the pattern there was that he kind of owned it and then that was it. And yeah. I think you bring up a good point because I come from the opposition research world. And if there was something there, you probably would have really heard about it. I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, Epstein died in what, 2019? Or is it 2020? I believe that's correct. 2019, right? I believe that is correct. I had a, I had it all written down, but I forgot that at home because so, I'm so prepared. Let's see. 2019. <laughs> he died in 2019, okay. Trump's up for re-election in 2020. I mean, if there was something that could tie him to that. Anything. Anything. It would have been a hit piece that could have been used. Like, if it was viable... Like you know, I mean. Think well, they certainly it. use less for for sure. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you would think somebody would use that as ammunition during the election. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, that that's my thoughts on it. You know, you know, you saying that I hadn't really thought about that perspective, but I'm like, you know what? No, you know, that is true. Somebody would have sent a room and be like, hey, what? How can we connect them? Yeah. You know, or is there a way we can do something? But it, I guess clearly there was no way. And All right. So here's the moral of the story because we got to wrap that one up and move on to the next. Um, I think the moral of the story in my mind is this, is that we need to become, especially as Christians, become more aware of what is going on in our own nation with sex trafficking. Oh, yeah. Can I say one thing? I don't want to cut you off, but I have to. Yeah. One of my things I kept coming up with is, where were the parents? Mm, Yeah. And and the victims, and I want to say this, the victims that that, uh, Epstein um, intentionally went for were for girls that were um, in a precarious position where they were almost homeless, yeah. where they um, were... Needed uh, money for college. Correct. Where so they were a predator. Were, correct, 100%. Yeah. And, and where they were put into a position where they would most likely not be believed yep. or were um, not going to be cared about, at least from the outside well, looking I'm in. So super, I'm super glad you said where that. Where are your kids? That's be- my, my Because I wanted, to, I wanted to mention this too, and I forgot. Uh, but you saying that made me realize it because you guys have to watch this. I think you can get it on YouTube totally free, but it's called An Open Secret. And An Open Secret is a documentary about... Uh, pedophilia in Hollywood. And the the most eye-opening thing about the documentary is how much parents are willing to let their guard down when their child can be famous. Yeah. Um, they do things like let their kids spend the night with their agent. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Some of these you know, people were, some of these victims, uh, it was three and four times. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you, re- so you realize that, yeah, it's a valid point, is that like parents... Don't let your guard down. You have an obligation, a holy obligation to take care of your kids. Agreed, agreed. Open Secret came out in 2014. Um, I was just Googling it. You know, this is going to be like a random thing to have a real example of this. In the movie Bruno, I saw it like years ago, uh, prior to Jesus. (laughs) But in one of the scenes, he's talking about having kid auditions for movies because his Mm. TV show or movie, it was the Ali G show originally and then became movies of the separate characters. But... Um, he was having a child audition for like a part. Like, hey, like they put out a casting call. We're gonna have kids come in. Um, and like he's talking to the parent, and it's it's basically to say like what you're just saying. Like parents will do anything for fame or money to get their kids famous. And I believe the scene is where he's like, hey, we're gonna have your child. We're gonna have a wheelbarrow, and your child's gonna push another. I think he says like a Jewish child into the oven. And the parents like that's great. We can do that. They can do that. <laughs> yeah, and he's like perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be beautiful. Like you know, and he's that's being, a Baron Cohen, right, Bruno? Uh, yeah, Sasha. Yes, Baron Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Um, and so like it's literally, and he does this for like I think several parents or whatever, and they all agree to like 
Correct. to the scene. And it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing I'm... That's kind like, of what parents about. are just like, okay, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, anything, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so the other thing on top of that is uh, just become aware of this stuff, especially those in the faith community, because there are so many ministries that are out there doing some great stuff to try to impact sex trafficking. For sure. Just the other day, 30 people were arrested in New Orleans in a sex trafficking sting. A lot of them, I think they wow. said around 17, were uh, previous sex offenders, and they had uh, abducted... Uh, underage girls, and we're selling them out to uh, to Johns to abuse, and wow. so this this happens in the United States. Yes, it happens the in the highest places of our government, and we need to be aware of it with w- our eyes wide open. Yeah, no, I, you're 100 percent right. I mean, it's even hit. We're we're recording this in Tennessee. Um, there's been some major stings here, you know, and yep, it's absolutely awful. But there really are some great organizations that are trying to address this problem. Yep. And I guess the one positive about this is what we're talking about right now, whereas if this can be brought to light more, I know there's the in uh, human slavery day, I think where everybody puts the yep. X's on their hands. But if we could bring more awareness to this issue about what's really happening and the people that are doing it, where it's like in the movies, you always think of like the weird guy kidnapping someone, but it's really not. Yep. It's the Epstein's of the world Correct. Mm-hmm. that, you know, the, these white collar guys, that are like doing this. And so it's awful. It is, you know, our, you know, AIDS epidemic, if you will, of our century is what I believe human trafficking really is because, you know, it's this problem that has become huge, you know, and it's wrecking so many lives. And you don't even realize until you see a story in New Orleans about that, you know, and it's just like, oh my gosh, this is down the street. All right, so let's run segment two, or our headline number two. So um, we are looking back and looking ahead. So what we want to do is we want to run through some of the things that we're starting to hear surrounding the conversation of Omicron and COVID as we're stepping into 2022. All right, so the first thing is this, is mainstream liberals are coming around to the conclusion as we recognize that COVID-19 is not as deadly or even severe a disease for the vast majority of responsible Americans, we can stop agonizing over cases and focus on those who are hospitalized or at risk of dying, writes the Washington Post, Jennifer Rubin. All right, so already... Jennifer Rubin, by the way, um, you know, she, she's typically very left. Yeah. Like, very, very left. I thought you were going to say really you had hard a to... huge crush. No. <laughs> I, I was, I like, was trying so to be ready? careful so what ready. I was going to say. I was like, well, what are, you know, because it's like, <laughs> she's a reporter. But, I mean, historically... So, so in a nutshell, that essentially what they're saying right here is what we've been saying all along in red states that um, no longer have mask mandates, which is this, is that we need a long-term solution for COVID um, rather than what you guys have been uh, offering us because, uh, because what we're starting to realize now is what we've known all along is that we have got to, Omicron is less deadly. It's more virulent. It's about 70 times more virulent or something like that. Um, and so now we have to start adopting a get-back-to-life policy that that takes into account a nuanced way of looking at COVID. People like myself and you guys, for the most part, as long as there's no comorbidities, we're in good health, We, if we got COVID, we'll we'll be okay. We won't have to go to the hospital. So we make the personal decision if it's best for us to get vaccinated, whatnot. You, you know, I'll go ahead and be the first to say more than likely if you do so, what, what happens is that you're 
your case of COVID will be less severe. So you may be rewarded for taking the vaccine, but hey, let's inform people about the vaccine. Let's educate them. Let's not constantly try to manipulate them into getting a vaccine and then wonder why people are vaccine hesitant. Um, but then the other thing is, um, is that the other nuanced side of this is that the people who do need uh, uh, to consider more thoroughly whether or not they get into vaccine are those older people. So we need a kind of dual way of looking at COVID instead of this one lump sum policy where we tell everybody to wear masks that are ineffective and then we tell everybody to get vaccinated as if national immunity is not more effective. So before you guys comment, let's just play this clip real quick because here we have Chris Hayes on MSNBC okay. saying what we've known forever. Those people who are vaccinated, particularly those who are boosted, you know, the risk, the personal risk of, of being exposed to this went from something that we hadn't really dealt with specifically like this before in our lifetimes. We hadn't quite had an illness this infectious and this possible to cause serious illness to something that does look more like the flu. And the flu, of course, can still be dangerous, kills tens of thousands of Americans every year, but we don't orient our lives around the flu. Okay, so this is what we've been saying for the longest time. We don't orient our lives around COVID anymore. We learn how to go back to society, do what we need to do, jobs, school, all that stuff. And we take into account the people who are most at risk, those who are not at risk. Um, and he says something interesting here, that essentially it's like the flu. Okay, Which so, was just this major talking point. Like yeah. People are like, it's not the flu. Remember I that? had wild type. I, I had the original COVID. Okay, you Which had the was original Rona. The, OG. the original Rona. OG Corona. And it was the flu. <laughs> now, I under, understand that. Look, I understand that there's di this. It, it affects people differently. There's a variation in how, in how it affects people. But I'm 40 years old. I'm really good health. I work out all the time. I had COVID. It was basically the flu for about three, four days. It uh, felt like crap, but then I was better. Um, and this is the way it's been since the very beginning. And if you said that back then, when I got wild type, you'd probably get kicked off of YouTube. Um, so the point is, is that we've been saying this all along. And so you can say the data has changed, but is that really what's what's happening? It's the longest two weeks of my life. Yeah. You had so you had it too? You had no, the, the two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I got you that one. No, and I, I've already had the Rona though. I've already had it. And for me, it's exactly as you described. Um, the flu was worse. And the way I describe it is the flu... I, I'll tell the story. So my, I'm trying to make it short. Um, my wife got it first. She's a school teacher. And um, when she got it, I, I was leaving to go to work. And I'd say, hey, honey, while I'm gone, will you please just do some house cleaning, do something like that? I'd come home for the week and I would just give her a hard time. Like, it looks like you haven't done anything. And she said, you don't understand. You don't understand. The very next week, I get the flu. So she spent all week telling me, hey, why don't you clean the house? And I said, you don't understand. You don't understand. Oh, I understand. You know, now you know. Yeah. The whole point being that the flu kicked my butt and I couldn't have worked if I had to. I just couldn't. I was just laying there dealing with it. With COVID, even though the lazy bone kicked in and I didn't want to do anything, I could have gotten up and done work. For me, that was for me. But I also know people that it would put them on their deathbed. Yeah. Personally, my biggest thing from everything that I've researched and the people that I've been um, following us, like Peter McCullough, um, people like that, early treatment is the biggest thing mm -hmm. as soon as you even think you've got it you start treating it you or even if it. you've been around a group of people you just start treating it and i think that's the you and you nailed the nailed it with the issue of we're trying to paint with a broad brush and never in medicine have we ever gone hey okay, hey I, I know you guys don't have a headache but everybody take this aspirin mm -hmm. hey i know you're not in any pain hey everybody take this oxycontin or did uh -huh. we or did we and we that that caused a lot of lawsuits 
Mm-hmm. Does that, you see where I'm going with that. But well, bottom line is don't paint with a broad brush when it comes to medication. And where have we ever gotten to the point where we're going to say, if you do not do this medical um, treatment, it's going to cost you your job. It's going to cost you your life. Um, it's going to cost you your kids in certain situations. Um, that That is anti-American and anti-everything we've ever, ever been, period. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the next one. So the the White House, of all places, is also pivoting a little bit mm-hmm. hard on its messaging. And they have said that there is no federal solution that this gets solved on a state level. This is from Biden himself. So I'm just Sleepy thinking to myself, <laughs> um, yeah, we've known this for the longest time. The federal government needs to lay off and the states need to handle this because they know what's going on right. in their states. Which is how the government should run. The states Amen. should decide. But OK, let's I'm going to go back. October 22nd, I just shared this on the Book of Faces on the 30th, that's <laughs> why so I pulled this up. Um, Yahoo ran a story, which Yahoo's historically a little more left. Mm-hmm. October 22nd. A little? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the October 22nd, 2020 debate against then-President Donald Trump, Joe Biden said anyone who is responsible for 220,000 deaths from COVID should not be president. Biden now has overseen 400,000 COVID deaths. By his own logic, he should resign. Mm-hmm. Where so, am I? Uh, uh, yeah, you know the thing. The thing. Come on, man. Skipjack. Like no. Um, but uh, it's malarkey. No. Um, I wish I had a corn pop button. Oh, corn oh, pop. Man. They like to rub my legs. Um, no. My hair on my legs stick up. So. I don't want to be that guy, but I am um, working in politics for years. Hearing Chris Hayes gave me PTSD to my war room days in D.C. Or I just <laughs> we had to monitor the news twenty four seven and him and Rachel Maddow and all these wonderful people um, that are always so happy, you know. And yes, and honest. Yeah, not left leaning <laughs> at all. Okay, they don't have a bias. Impartial. They're just telling the news how it is. It's um, the truth. <laughs> but midterms are coming up. And the reality is, okay, here we go. There's polling. There's a lot of stuff out there that states that Americans, in general, are kind of tired of all this crap. And so, not that they don't think COVID's real, not that they don't think that it's a problem, but they're like, hey, at some point, we've got to adapt and overcome and get back to life, one way or another. You know, like businesses have to run. Like no one wants, you know, no one likes the current state of things for what's happened to the economy. So, like, hey. Look, we've got to have jobs. We've got to take care of our families. We've got to get back to normal life. Okay, no, but here's the deal, is that some of us have been saying this all along. That's and true. And some of us have been criticized but, as being anti-vaxxers well, see, and being um, uh, COVID deniers well, and being Trumpers and sure, all of this stuff. you got to timetable it, though. So when was that the sexy thing to say? Well, that was like election time, 2020. Yeah. You beat that into the ground. That fear sells. So everyone is beating that horse, like you know. Yeah, so I'm with you. So there's a point to the turnaround. Okay, oh, absolutely. So, it's so because they want to win midterms. Yeah. Well, there's there's two things. So in fairness, everybody's getting COVID, right? Everybody's who even the vaxxed are getting COVID, and so the self righteous, morally superior people who went around saying, "I'm going to do my tic tac dance because I'm vaccinated," and everybody else who Give isn't deserves to die and their kids be taken from them. So like. 
come on, man. Anyway, so all of those people are now having to eat humble pie because all of the vaccinated, not all, but vaccinated people are getting Omicron. They're probably going to get Omicron. And now the White House is having to realize in the midst of we're tanking the economy. Yes, it's growing. But my God, shouldn't it be since we just came through a total shutdown of everything that we've known? So by the way, I I want you to hear this because now what we've been saying all along is now coming out of the mouth of the sainted Fauci. So here's this. Reason is that now that we have such an overwhelming volume of cases coming in, many of which are without symptoms, there's the danger that this is going to have a really negative impact on our ability to really get society to function properly. You're hearing reports from cities throughout the country of substantial percentages of firefighters, policemen, people with critical jobs who are infected and required to stay home in isolation for 10 days. So the CDC made a decision to balance what's good for public health at the same time as keeping the society running. So you're saying that we should develop a balanced approach to attacking COVID and maybe shutting down the government and shutting down whole states isn't actually a good idea. It it was, look, if a poll came out today and said that Americans are scared to death and want to be locked down, that's what the majority in power's message would be. This is why we're changing tunes on everything. I'm not saying Fauci's super plugged in political. I mean, I think he definitely wants to stay in you know his position of power. So he he's got some skin in the game for sure. But you know what he just said is a common sense conclusion everyone arrived at years ago. They're bringing this back around because they know they're walking into a dumpster fire if they do not change their tune. Because in 2022, yeah. Listen, it's getting to the point where this table could run for president and House and Senate, and people would probably vote for it. Like that, that's to the point where we're getting, and they realize that. So that's why everyone's coming out. Hey, we got to have courage and get back to normal, you know? Yeah. So we're going to be normal now, you know? It's like I'm waiting for Fauci to start quoting scripture and being like, faith over fear. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, yeah. by the way, funny line there's a video going around where he, I, I can't, I don't have the full context. So. Uh, if you if you Google it, you can find it. But he literally, he's in an interview and he's like, "We've been working with some Chinese communi- uh, uh so Chinese uh, government." But it's like he actually starts yeah, to say comment. That. It's hilarious. How- yeah, he's commenting by the way on uh, gain of function research in in Wuhan, which he's which been doing. Didn't happen. He's been doing it. He yeah. lied under oath about Brad this. Brad Paul, you're a liar. It, the the biggest issue, is, like you said, is is that they are trying to save face. Yeah. Bottom line. I want want you guys to hear this last one because I think you'll find this interesting too. Many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. I just want to say people have been saying that for like a year now. (laughs) Folks, if it didn't come from the horse's mouth, I wouldn't uh, have just showed it to you. But so here we have uh, Fauci basically telling us what we've all suspected all along, that the reason they're not talking about COVID deaths and they're talking about COVID case count is because the COVID case count is erroneous because they're counting basically everything as a COVID case count. Sure. 
And, that, and it's been like that since the start. Um, we know that. We absolutely know that. Everybody's heard the story from somebody that they know. Yeah, they said that he, he passed away or she passed away from COVID. I know and they several did people not that even, died. They didn't. That's not why they were there. Mm-hmm. They were a diabetic oh, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that was, period. They were, if they would have caught pneumonia. You know, right, it, it, uh, one slip and a break of the hip. You know, mm-hmm. um, that this is this is not rocket science, but it's um, it's just. <laughs> oh, he's judging me. Know, Don't laughing. you clutch your pearls? <laughs> <laughs> like he had a jingle, one slip and a break of the hip. I'm and trying you're to. Gone. I used like, to be a rapper. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> you look like one. So is, is, <laughs> I want to be careful here, though, too. So even let's add a little nuance to it, and just say, um, even if those people who go into the hospital and they get counted for COVID aren't erroneous because they do have COVID, but they came in for another reason. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we also know, and we've known for a while, is that people are getting positive tests after they've had COVID for months and and they don't still have COVID. The reason is because that that dead virus can stick around in your uh, nasal pharynx and then give you a positive test. Exactly. So the, the case... The, the the case rate was never this exactly. end of the day the case rate was never this reliable um, data point to to go by but yet it was the thing that the media especially Correct. wanted to keep using because it had a high number to it and it scared the daylights out of people Correct and of course more people are going to be infected than they're going to going to die and and there was a clear shift from case from the um, the death rate to the caseload mm-hmm. and and as soon as it switched to that. I was. I thought personally, why? Are, why do I care how many people get get pneumonia? I don't. I don't care. You're heartless. I want to know how many people are dying. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that that fifty percent of the people that get pneumonia die, and I'm going to perk up a little bit. Hey, every, you know, seventy five percent of the people that get this pass away. Wow. But we have been um, churning this and droning this to um, you know hyper to make everyone hypersensitive about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and frankly, follow the money. That's all I'm going to say. Thought. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So please forgive me if I do not rejoice at the fact that the Democrats are finally joining us at the party. The data has changed in terms of Omicron, but uh, I I just think they've already... They've already shown themselves, they've already tipped their hand, dropped their mask, that they're willing to make anything political if they think it can benefit them. And I think the real turnaround here has more to do with uh, an economy that's not growing as it should, logistical issues still, people not returning back to work, and a 2022 election coming up where Joe Biden has a record low. He's as popular as Donald Trump is now, and it took him a shorter amount of time to get there. Um, uh, So in terms of um, their popularity rate, what's that called? Help me out. Uh, approval rating no, approval in terms rate, of his yeah. approval rating. So um, uh, so needless to say, the 2022 elections are coming up, and this will determine the House and the Senate, and uh, and they're running for their lives because they know that they're about to lose. You're right. It's and Here's the thing. They know Trump still has a hold of the GOP. He's probably going to run again, and he literally can run the campaign that got him elected. Mm-hmm. The economy, it's destroyed. We built it. It was fantastic. It took them six months. Gone. Round two, fight. Right. Yeah, literally. I mean, he can run the 2015 campaign, essentially. And he he was not great as an incumbent in a campaign. What I mean by that, people don't get upset. What I mean is he wasn't as strong a campaigner as an incumbent because it was harder for him to have to defend, whereas when you are running 
as the guy trying to take the seat, yep. you're just attacking. Attack, attack, this attack. This is why everything sucks. He doesn't have any defense. Make it better. Attack, attack, attack. Yeah, you know, and yeah. he he gets to run that campaign again, and yeah. they know it's going to sell like gangbusters in this current climate. Yeah, and and um, they, before a lot of people didn't have anything to compare Trump. with. That's exact. I was going to say now he's going to before. Listen, it was great. Gas dollar. Forty nine, okay. Now I I just walked down the street. It's seventeen dollars a gallon. It's unbelievable. I'm the greatest president. Unbelievable. Ever. I mean, do you miss cheap gas? Do you? Your bills are huge. <laughs> They're huge. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's move on to headline number three. So what we want to talk about right now is uh, what can we expect from the woke in 2022. So uh, let's look forward for just a moment. All right. So New York just passed a bill, a historic bill, they say, that breaks down Asian American data by ethnic group. So in other words, they just passed what they considered a historic bill to uh, to quit lumping all Asian people together. And so like in censuses and that kind of stuff and, and demographic data and kind of that, they're going to give each group their own Correct. special place. So uh, the uh, acting governor of uh, New York signed that into law. Um, the Asian American and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander data de- disaggregation bill into law. And so they're heralding this as the greatest new attempt at trying to finally make America a post-racial society. So uh, if anything, guys, I just have to say this. I think um, right there is proof positive that we are in a place of being post-racial in America when this becomes the thing that we're trumpeting now, that we have to look so far for racial things that the thing that they're so excited about is breaking up demographic information in a in a greater nuanced level. So I'm like, I'm like all for it, you know, like, cool, uh, do it. But um, but to me, it's, an, it's a further indication of how unracist we are. So as the woke continue to stumble over their own talking points, I wanted to bring up this article. And uh, this is the most hilarious woke pop culture fails of 2021. So we'll have a little bit of fun with this one. So the first one that we'll talk about is Will Wheaton. So Will Wheaton Who? goes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Who? Will Wheaton is a guy that's absolutely relevant. Um, he's the former uh, Wesley Crusher on Star Trek, the next... Uh, Wait, the original... No, Wesley no. Crusher? Yeah, yeah. Like the OG from yeah. like the 90s? Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember this dude. He was like 10 years old. Yeah, so what's it called? Star Trek the what? Next Generation. The Next Generation. The Next, 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 Next Generation. It was the one with Captain Picard. Yeah, mm. in my Picard. opinion, the best. I was kind of a Trekkie more than a Star Wars oh, guy. Oh, dude. It, wow. The Next Generation was legit. Yeah, like, I there's it. nothing. There's nothing nerdy about saying I'm that. I'm just going to go ahead and say my dad watched it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's super woke too, but um, uh, there's wokeness. too much to talk about there. Wokeness, woke speed. Uh, Will Wheaton decided to kick off 2021 with a bombshell by labeling himself a domestic <laughs> terrorist insurgent by saying that all white people are domestic terrorist insurgents. I, I feel like I need a where are they now. Like, 100%. <laughs> Three days later, he was arrested in prison for terroristic acts. <laughs> what was he doing? Mowing the lawn. Maybe he was trying to tell us something, but he's like, oh, white people are horrible. And he's just like, and I'm a white person, and white people are domestic terrorists. I'm trying to change my skin. Clayton Bigsby. Like, maybe he just say. needed that oh, moment because Lord. he's actually a domestic terrorist. Who knows? Uh, but, Look in the mirror. <laughs> but certainly certainly a back uh, backlash on that one. Uh, t- 
to himself. All right, and then of course Gina Carano gets the chop. Uh, the reason I want to bring this up is this: this is a little hackneyed because this was all over for just for a minute. But the reason that this is so important to bring back up so that we can look back at the woke in 2021 is that um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but right at the exact same time that Gina Carano was getting into hot water for her. Um, Nazi uh, post that she put up mm-hmm. about like um, uh, neighbors ratting on each other is like uh, Nazi Germany is yeah. basically kind of the thing that which she is said. true, um, and and so around that same time, her uh, her co-star. Uh, what's the guy's name? Pedro Pascal, who is the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. also did the exact same thing. And he, so it says, meanwhile, Mandalorian co-star Pedro Pascal was allowed to keep his job after equating literally half of the United States to Hitler's Nazi party. I think the the true thing here is just women are treated different in the workplace. Correct. The, the, you know, That's not equality. <laughs> That's not equality. That's superiority, ladies. But this is I mean, Disney, folks. <laughs> it's a magical place. Example. That's right. I guarantee the magic you there's a huge here. page So wait a second. So you don't you don't think that it has anything to do with the fact that Pedro Pascal is probably a far leftist and Gina Carano is a conservative, or the fact that he is the main character of the money making show? Let's not fire him. <laughs> you know, Pedro, we really wish. How you much say can that. we put a helmet on him in every scene? <laughs> yes. Don't take the helmet off, sir. We can replace the uh, really cool Mandalorian chick, but. We can't lose the main character. Not the main guy. No. We don't care what he says. Um, all right. So let's go on to the next thing. Uh, AOC, the AOC. darling of the less left. Um, everyone's Bartender. favorite. Bartender. The one. <laughs> the squad. The one who, no matter whenever she faces criticism, will find a way to turn it into a compliment to herself. Uh, because Ooh. she just. Ouch. She just. Oh, so I, I do got to say this. I feel like she looks like a whore. I'm not, I, like didn't a say, horse? I didn't say that. I have been told that. Oh, I'm yeah. not saying that's like okay. I'm not hitting like on her by making fun of her. <laughs> I'm not laughing at her. Yeah, sure. I'm not laughing sure with her. I just think she's wrong. She's hip to your game, brother. Just, she knows when you criticize her, it's actually because you really desire her. That's that's exactly right. I want to be with somebody that I totally don't agree with. So that is not marriage. So people understand what we're talking about. <laughs> is uh, she was just recently in Florida, and somebody who was in Trump's cabinet said. Uh, pointed that out, pointed the hypocrisy of her being there while she's a representative in New York City, which is incredibly locked down. So she goes and leaves New York to goes to the red state to the death hellscape, Ron Death Santis's <laughs> headquarters to go and and spend some time unmasked, hanging out with drag queens. Is this queens where DeSantis came out and said, like, if I had a dollar for every time yeah. an unmasked yeah. leftist Bill Gates came has a, to uh, Bill Gates has a house down there, by the way. Yeah, sure. I read, yeah, I read that. Surprise me. Um, <laughs> Next to Epstein, I'm just kidding about that. That's just a joke. You can't even look that up. I'm just joking. So anyway, I, uh, so the article goes on to say AOC thought it would be also good. So I want to bring us back to the remembrance of what took place in at January 6th with AOC. So she thought it would be a really good idea to lie openly about her presence during the January 6th riots, doing that cry <laughs> video. Um, and if you have a problem with that, it's probably because you love her. Uh, by making it sound as if she was mere inches away from being sexually assaulted and murdered, and actually she was nowhere near any of it. Definitely not. All right. So let's move on to uh, maybe just a couple more here. All right. So this one, I think, is just uh, this is another one bringing it up on the radar. Um, Dr. Seuss's books get canceled. Yeah, that's old doc. By the way, AOC also cried at the border. 
That's true. That, the kids in cages thing that was wow. turned out to be kind of like she's a got shame. an mo. When when in doubt, we're cry already out. going back to the other one. Uh, when when uh, Ben Shapiro said he wanted to debate her, she responded by saying on Twitter that he was cat calling her. <laughs> well, I'll, she has an mo, man. Whenever she's backed into a corner and she does not uh, have an excuse, who, who is going to carry the torch for Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton? Oh God. Who's, <laughs> AOC, baby. Can we just put that torch out? You anyway, know what, um, AOC? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> All right. So back. Guys, remember? To the Seuss. Back to, you guys remember back to when Dr. Seuss was canceled? I do. And actually, I like you don't take notice of the books you have. But you're like, oh, we do have some of his books. but Canceled. Canceled. Um, yeah, it's, nah. We're going to need to confiscate those books for the book burning. Uh, exactly, you know? Like, it's just kind of crazy. You can't have Dr. Seuss in your house, but you can have books in the public library and in um, elementary schools, high schools, with children performing sexual acts on each other. Yeah. That, that's acceptable, but Dr. Seuss is going to talk about green eggs and ham, like, whoa, come <laughs> or on. Or just have a Chinese character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it falls just, into some type it's of too, stereotype. It's and just, look, I think you got to... Society has changed so much. So what was acceptable as talk or dialogue 50 years ago it was like a different we just talked about this like with the Trump Epstein comment from O2 like we're like already yep. in yep. a new era yep. so it's like there's going to be things that we go back and look at and sometimes we're gonna have, be like you know what we probably shouldn't have said that yeah. Does that mean we should burn everything associated with it? Correct. You know, like, can you crucify somebody for one bad comment? I mean, you you'll never allow anybody. Well, well, nobody will make the goal. Here's, nope. the, here's the thing: is that there seems to be this just absolute, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Absolute refusal to try to look at intent and motive. Yeah, because yeah. it's clear that he's in, that he is a product of his time, Dr. Seuss, and that he's not meaning to be pejorative merely. He's just writing a story, and he's trying to make it fun for kids, so he's doing some things that he thought would just spice the story up. He's not trying to, to do anything overtly racist or anything like that. It's just we, 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 we do ourselves a disservice. Like, I think you're 100% right, that we should be able to go back and say, hey, thank God we've moved from here and we've learned. Yeah. Hopefully that's who we are as human beings. Sure. But also, too, there needs to be a healthy amount of just trying to understand what was taking place back there before we yeah. get to the place of just destroying it, canceling Correct. it. Correct. Speaking of revisionist history, so now uh, the last thing in our woke... Uh, destroys everything woke <laughs> and 2021 uh, the woke decided to destroy superman so uh mm. both marvel and dc comics decided to further alienate their fan base and pave the way for anime's continued market dominance by rebranding their popular superheroes as woke icons both companies took two of their signature heroes captain america and superman into decided and decided to make them homosexual because this is now the world we live in all right so who is like you know what guys i'm done I haven't had a trans or gay Captain America, and I'm pissed. <laughs> like, you know, like we we've eliminated the ability for people to to really reach out for the people that they identify for with. Um, SNL had superheroes that 
one hundred percent. There it is. They had the superheroes for years, but now we can't talk about it. It was the ambiguously gay duo. Wait, and it did was, they block that? Like, no. The, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, so well, SNL probably wouldn't. They won't accept that because it was a parody. Correct, but so is Superman in so many ways. I'm not putting on any kind of underwear on the outside <laughs> of spandex because I don't wear spandex. Yeah. And even if I had the ability, I'm not going to go fly well, around. Well, in I that. think more, on, more importantly, here's the the thing in my mind that sticks out the most is that. Like, not only is it totally cliched to just, like, let's make him gay. Uh, it's like... Superman. <laughs> I get it, JJ. There's, He's going to be gay. Like, how is that a compelling storyline? That's, like, the most uncreative well, thing that you can do is to just say, you know what we'll do? We'll change who his partner is. Like, which... That's just like we've come to the end of actually real storytelling. We okay, don't care yeah. about universal truths that bind us together. We care about who the person is sleeping with, and it's just like just be quiet. I'm going to tie us back to the Star Trek thing. Thank God, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Warp speed of wokeness. <laughs> you sound like James Bond. He no, you mean like yes. Sean Connery? That's his Connery. Yes. That's his Connery. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, Get it together. <laughs> so. When J.J. Abrams did Star Trek, they did the Sulu character. The guy that plays Sulu in real life is like gay, gay rights activist. And they made the character gay in the movie, I believe. And his response to it was Sulu wasn't gay. And he's like a big gay rights guy. He's going to be gay today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now. Super. So like, but his response, and obviously I'm sure he was like, I'm honored, but like the character like, that wasn't the character. And there's so many things I that, respect that we adjust to that. You know, like you were just saying, it's like we make it, it's like, oh, well, he's got to be gay. You know, it's just like, it, it's the same. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, to kind of caveat what you're saying, there's a, a, a World War II based game that just came out and the same situation happened. They take a black um, man that had uh, many attributes and they made his character um, a completely different storyline. The storyline of the real black man was much better than the storyline they gave him. They took two different people and swapped them to yeah. try to elevate this person. But what they did is they undermined the whole story. It, it's um, you if by changing these minute details or these major details, you're undermining the whole foundation. You know, you're acting as if Superman didn't come from all this or now the Punisher's gay or whatever the situation is to just appease a population of people, but you alienate a whole different type of, a whole nother population. Why don't these people that desire to have a homosexual superhero make your own superhero. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to change what's already here. It's it's history. Yeah. Like stop trying to change history as it is. Make your own new history. You Listen, know. I wish Captain America do, yeah. or Superman would love Jesus, but you know what I got instead? I got Bible Man. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> don't forget Larry Boy. Yeah. Veggie Tales <laughs> so, I mean, with Bible Man. <laughs> So I mean, like it's the same. It's the same thought. Right. By the way, George. I think it's George Takai or whatever his name is. He yeah, said, that's right. "I'm delighted that there's a gay character in Star Trek. Unfortunately, it's a twisting of the Gene's creation. This guy created Star Trek, to which he put in so much thought. I think it's really unfortunate. Hmm. So like he had enough like respect and self awareness of like, hey, we're getting out of what this is supposed to be." Yeah. To kind of like put a stereotype let's, on it. Okay, so let's not be the stereotype ourselves and just be the uh, like the. Uh, finger-pointing Christians. And let's just say the best 
thing for for the homosexual community would not be to hijack this stuff and to try to put something that's so cliched on top of a hero that has already been known and has been created. It would be to make your own stuff, going back to your point, is that we don't think, what we're saying at the end of the day is it doesn't serve the LGBTQIA plus community, whatever, ad infinitum, carrot, uh, parentheses, unicorn emoji. Um, it, It doesn't benefit them to do this yeah. uh, it's a divisive thing to actually do this what what would be better is for them to create stuff as you said that um, that's original and that's cr- thoughtful yes. instead of just you know what I said before we'll make them gay yeah, you undermine um, a homosexual character like they they aren't um, it, it's well I voted for him because he's homosexual yeah well why, it's an identity. Why? Thing. Why did that? Does that give them lend them credibility? Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody's an expert, but they're you know a somebody that's an expert on medical procedures, but they're not a doctor, we have a tendency to say, hey, they're they're not worth anything because they're not a doctor, um, and say because somebody's a doctor, they're they're more credible. If somebody's done the research and they're knowledgeable, I don't care if they're homosexual. I don't care if they're what color they are. Yep. It's their knowledge, their literal. Um, uh, being an expert because of their studies. That's what matters. And it's the same in this situation. Like a character stands alone by their merits. And we're being taught as a society and uh, as individuals to, hey, that person's Asian American. They should be judged because they're Asian American above anything else. It's not even how it used to be like, well, they're American. We're going to vote for them first. You know, now yeah. it's, hey, I are mean, they Asian? Are they black? Are they mixed? Whatever. Yeah. Well, let's not be pro clusters ourselves. I mean, Blues Clues is creating. Um, what happened uh, to Blues Clues? Oh, you didn't know this? He's I back. Know, I After know he came back. In, he's bald. One tour in Af- Afghanistan. He's back. No, they <laughs> the the new kid in the Blues Clues thing. Um, so rel- relatively recently, they had a drag queen come on their drag queen cartoon, and she did the ants go marching one by one, blah blah blah. And instead, they changed the lyrics to the song. Where is my bag of pearls? Listen, do your kids watch Blues Clues? No. Well, listen, it's guys. Good not to have kids. I don't have to watch all that. It's simple. Can we not sexualize cartoons for kids? Like, growing up, I was never like, oh, man, I'm so glad Gambit's gay in X-Men. Like, you know, like, like, <laughs> like no kid. That's explosive. Like, I was offended because Pepe Le Pew had a girlfriend. Like, no Like, kid. they both stink. I don't want to be around them. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our final segment. And our final segment of the day is Christianity Not Today. All right, so on this final segment, we're going to look back and review some of our favorite Babylon Bee articles of 2021. <laughs> I love doing this. The Babylon Bee is, um, I just love them because they offend pious sensibilities, because I can just hear some of the Christians that I know just losing their mind over these articles and saying, how could you say this? Um, but somebody needs to say it. It needs to be said. And uh, I love their heart, too, when they say it, because they're doing it in good humor, but they're also trying to say something that matters. Uh, very often. Uh, but needless to say, I believe they're a national treasure. I love the Babylon Bee, and I'm glad that they are Christians too at the same token, because the I think we need truthful them. organizations, news yeah. institutions <laughs> in the country. Yeah. <laughs> a staple. I've got to say this, like, um, before we started, we were talking about these and how much we were laughing at, at all of them as we were trying to pick some of our favorites. But uh, um, one of the things we were talking about was how used to you got a Babylon B article and it was so outlandish that you would just laugh before you yeah. even get there. You could tell what yeah, it was. Yeah, you could yeah. just tell. Now you have to actually find out that it's the Babylon B because everything in life is so outlandish that you're getting so bombarded with that yeah. uh, 
you actually got to fact check your Babylon Bee. Yeah, they, they just tell the news sometimes. Yeah. They don't, but they could just tell the news and it would be hilarious. All right, so um, Spencer, why don't we start with you? You give us uh, one of your favorites from 2021. Let's, uh, let's um, China develops new protective anal mask. <laughs> Sorry, this is funny, but I was like, what? When I saw this, this is one that I did not see. So, so the kind of a little bit of background, I won't go too, totally into it, but I love the, I love the picture. That, I don't know if you can see actual, that there. We'll put it up. They have an actual picture of what it <laughs> There's a mask. It's uh, like a mask uh, diaper. A, a medical mask diaper, yeah, that's what it looks like. But basically, um, China had developed the um, China. anal swab test to uh check for covid which they actually say is very very accurate, accurate but i don't care how accurate it is you're not swabbing my <laughs> yeah. butt yeah um, that's not happening and i'll tell you the little story so my brother and i were joking back and forth when this actually came out and they said that this was going on the next day uh, or very soon after the babylon b posted this up and it was like bam uh so we laughed we had a good laugh over that that's so. hilarious okay uh what about you josh Okay, one of my favorite ones was um, VP Harris instructed to stop answering all her phone calls with, did he die? (laughs) (laughs) Did he die? Did it happen? Is it my time? Because can't you just see her with the big smile, how happy she gets? And then they say, no, no, ma'am, he's not dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I was just kidding. Uh, the The Somali guy on... Uh, the Tom Hanks movie there I'm the president now look at me <laughs> yeah, look, look at me <laughs> <laughs> okay alright I'll give him one of mine uh, and this is funny but it's also like uh, it's just kind of crazy too it's like true to life as well so Southwest introduces new boarding procedure where everyone is given a melee weapon and you just sort it out amongst yourselves <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever been on a Southwest flight you know what's up like, you, you know what's up well it's like what has happened man because it's like every other day you hear about some fight some crazy incident <laughs> on a plane? Is it just like people are so fed up with masks? Or <laughs> it's in Florida normally for some reason. It, it's <laughs> they're crazy. Like, they're mad because they got to go home. Here's a reason. They got to go to a blue state. <laughs> there you go. I got to go back to New York. Dang it. No. Um, here's a recent one. Ghislaine Maxwell sentenced to 10 unsupervised minutes with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> You mean ding 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 Hillary Clintavo or whatever yeah. they call her or whatever in one of their articles. My my other one was uh, unvaccinated man feeling left out as all his vaccinated friends have COVID. You know what's crazy is that's probably going to be a real headline like on MSNBC yeah. like six months from now before their time. All right, this is a blast from the past too because this brings us back to the summer of uh, 2020. 2020. 2020. This was in 2021 actually. <laughs> New Oregon Trail Game. So this goes back to our childhood. <laughs> okay. I love it. Yes. Love it. New Oregon Trail Game has you try to survive a trip through Portland, Oregon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And it's man. funny. It's got you died this, of a bullet wound. You'll no. see it, but it's got a green little pixelated uh, guy throwing a model cocktail. cocktail. You suicided yourself. In- so. The Virginia uh, gubernatorial election that happened recently, Terry McAuliffe baffled that telling parents the state owns their children wasn't a winning strategy, <laughs> which, <laughs> which the big drama there was like the education thing. Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah. Oh, and we know what's County. best for your kids. <laughs> yeah. What's crazy there is that's another true to life one as well. It's like, what? 
why did Terry McAuliffe actually think that this was a good idea? But nonetheless, they hopefully they learned their there, lesson. There was another one where it was like McAuliffe shaves his head and tattoos a swastika to his face to, to warn his uh, uh, to warn Virginia about his opponent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how about this one? With that being said, Hitler proclaims anyone who attacks him is attacking science. No. <laughs> Trust the science immediately. <laughs> Get in the shower. It's comfortable. <laughs> it's, it's sad. It, that one hurts because it's, it's like, true. That's literally what's happening. You need to trust the science, eugenics. It is absolutely, completely true. Yeah, give us your children. You're inferior. Uh, okay. Well, what about you, Spencer? Um, the other one that I got a crude crack up about was uh, confirmed faith without works, incredibly relaxing. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Oh, there was conviction deep within that one. Like, yeah. you're like, you're like oh, he's talking to me. This is not one I want to bring up, but uh, <laughs> I did see, like, they make ridiculous articles that only Christians would laugh at. Like, it said, Pastor loses himself in uh, a vast forest of poinsettias um, on Christmas <laughs> Christmas Eve service. Um, but on that note, let's end on... You can a, just see it. <laughs> well, it has a pastor with his hand sticking up out of a bunch of poinsettias that <laughs> are around the pulpit. Anyway, all right, so let's end on a Christian note. So, uh, so this last one just uh, recently happened. It's Demo Day, shouts Joel Osteen, taking a sledgehammer to his church walls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there was another one. It was like, oh, to be a plumber. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, did you see the meme of like the guys like, uh, dressed up like they're like going to like they're in a crime heist movie and it's like us being plumbers at Joel oh yeah, yeah, yeah no so that was a if you're talking about the same thing they had a meme and they had uh jim krasinski michael uh all the guys from jim michael and uh dwight from the office yes remember okay. when they did the thing where they're trying to steal the copy machine from the other <laughs> branch and they're all dressed up and they've got like fake mustaches on and stuff like that and the meme was something like pl- <laughs> me dressed up as a plumber to go yeah. to joel osteen's yeah. church it's crazy the, the um um it's the J.G. Wentworth commercial. It's uh, my money, and I want it now. That's totally Joel Osteen as soon as he found out. <laughs> like, oh, that's the money that was stolen from me in my wall. Why would you put it in the wall? So, Tell me that. Apparently, Why? the backstory, because I was like, what is this? Like In 2014 or something, they reported all this money missing. Yes. And apparently, somebody was pissed, and they were literally just taking the checks and shoving them in the wall. So maybe they're like, I'm not really stealing it because I'm leaving it yeah, at the yeah. church. But they're never gonna find yeah. it. Like yeah. that's a um, that's not a pearl clutch. That's like a pearl three pointer. Into <laughs> <laughs> the, the wall, Kobe. That's pretty wild. That's a that's a, a pearl. Nothing but net. It's my money, and I want it now. You have, you have good voices, like <laughs> like this. <laughs> you had a German. You had the ladies movie. and gentlemen. Has Sean Connery. Yes, it's about time we get on here and talk about it. Bond. This new Bond is ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't see the new one. Do you want to see no. it? I want you to know that there was so much predictive programming in that movie. My dad wanted us to watch it, so we watched it with him. Is 100%. It um, I didn't catch the woke vibe as much as just there's a lot of like setting this world up for what's coming. Okay. If you if you believe that. That's conspiracy so, theorist, but I believe Yeah, it. a guy that I know, former military. Um, I like where this is going. Yeah, well, he just said, I'm surprised to let this movie come out. Is what he said mm. for what the topic is, but I haven't seen it. It's viral. It's got some virology in it. Some virus letting the virus go. Um, the virus um, uh, passes through people, but pinpoints certain people. Well, let's uh, DNA. let's go ahead and land this private plane down on a undisclosed island <laughs> and just say, um, "I never saw anything bad happen ever." <laughs> You're like the the black guy from Police Academy. <laughs>
Um, anyway, all right. So I hope that uh, kept you guys informed a little bit. I hope uh, that it also maybe challenged you a little bit. I, you know, if you felt like something was offensive, then maybe we did partially our job today. Um, Be sure to let us know in the comments. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, Josh, they will. Um, I, I hope some of what we did today was informative. I hope it gave you some freedom to be able to uh, think about giving your voice to some of these conversations and gave you a little bit of confidence to do that. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, what we're after here at Indie Thinker is um, is obviously independent thinking, but independent thinking for this purpose. Uh, I've heard far too much that I just don't know enough about that. And then that becomes an excuse not to do anything about things that are going on in our world. And I think that that is no longer an option that we can take as Christians. And so uh, what we hope to do here at Indie Thinker is just in some small way, try to bring some information to people so that that barrier between between their courage and um, and and their fear can be broken down, and and typically that's what people always say. I just don't know enough. So hopefully we gave you some information today. Hopefully we even gave you a little bit of courage in the way that we spoke about these things to to say, hey, you have the freedom and the license to to um, you know be jovial, to joke around about these things, but also to take certain things seriously and to and to broach these topics. And I'll just say it again until I blew in the face. Uh, we need to. Uh, if anybody needs to, That's it's true. us. We cannot Agreed. let everybody else be the mouthpiece uh, of truth and reason uh, for us because they've already proven they're not going to do it. But if there is anybody that will do it, that has an obligation morally, scripturally, and everywhere else to do it, it is us. So with that being said, don't forget to like, subscribe, share this video with friends, and of course, respectfully, comment down below. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching, guys. You can catch brand new episodes of Indie Thinker with Reed Huberman every Monday and weekly bonus episodes to keep you thinking through throughout the week, but you have to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like this video and share it with friends.